السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسائدر الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد Regardless of what the ICJ decide or have decided that's not something as a Muslim we should be placing our trust in anyway because this is just an arm of the UN which has been complicit with the occupation, the oppression, the genocide against Muslims globally for years anyway. So to be reliant on such a thing would be foolish of us. Yes, we have hope that people have humanity. We have hope that there are laws in place. But as you've seen very clearly, that they've said everything, however, stop short of calling for a ceasefire. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about positive change. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant relief to those who are suffering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant ease. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to live according to his expectation of us, of what we should do at such a time. Now we are in the month of Rajab. Ramadan is round the corner. This is a time when we start preparing for the holy month of Ramadan. We have the dua, Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. May Allah allow us to reach Ramadan. Now the speciality of Ramadan is Ramadan is a month of the Quran. And Quran is a book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is a book of guidance. We want to read the Quran. We want to understand the Quran. We want to interact with the Quran. We want to engage with the Quran. One of the reasons or the primary reason for Quran being revealed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, is so that we ponder and reflect on this. Allah says, Kitabun anzalnahu barakan. Why? So that people ponder and reflect on its verses. So yes, we want recitation. But we want recitation with meaning, with engagement. And what better than to reflect on our own lives and what's going on around us. And exactly this is when the whole world, every media, and the whole world is waiting to hear what is going on. And this is what we are discussing Shouldn't we be discussing this here as well? Because this affects every single one of us. So how can this approach to Ramadan be one which reflects what's happening right now in our time? I've done something very different today. Prior to coming, I got my daughter's Quran. As you can see, it's in a bit of a state. She used it many years ago. And I went through the whole Quran from beginning to end. Every page... Of course, this was done in short period of time. I didn't do it extensively. And on this particular issue, because now look what's happened now. Imagine the ICJ said, yes, we're going to call for a, for a ceasefire. Let's imagine. And everything comes to an end. What does that mean for you as a Muslim? Especially in regards to that region. 
Does that mean now we don't talk about it anymore? Does that mean we forget it now? And if for whatever reason, like you can see now, that they've called for everything but stopped short of a ceasefire, where does that leave you now? Does that mean that's it? I've done everything I could. I mean, ICJ, that's the highest like, place you can take this issue. If they can't do anything, who's going to do something? So do we give up now? Is it a time for us to think, well, that's it now? Hands up, hands are tied. There's not much we can do. Regardless of what anybody comes and tells you, last Tuesday we had a session and we went through 40 hadith of the Prophet ﷺ concerning Baytul Maqdis. They were all authentic. None of the narrations, the chains were weak. They were all sahih or hasan, authentic narration, truthful words spoken by the Prophet ﷺ. What I've done is I've gone through the Qur'an and I've just marked and highlighted those verses, some of those verses, not all of them, by the way, some verses that speak about Baytul Maqdis, that speak about Palestine, that speak about the land surrounding Gaza and what's happening now, that speak about that region. To show me, first of all, and to give you the confidence that when you're engaging in this issue, you're not engaging in something political. When you're engaging in this issue, it's not engaging in some kind of media service. When you're following the news of Palestine, it's not like following the news of Argentina. This is a Quranic issue. This is an issue from above the heavens. This is an issue where delving into it will increase you in barakah. Why? Because it's an issue of the Quran. Do you believe in this Quran? Because this Quran... It's the Qur'an which speaks about Baytul Maqdis again and again and again and again. And I believe it's imperative for every Muslim now at this stage, after hundred and something days, before we lose sight and importance of the issue, to come back to our original sources and become much more grounded. Because shall I tell you something? I don't think this has ever been done before. We have never gone through the Qur'an in this way. To understand the significance of this place. And this is why it was the Qibla for so many years. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew people always value the Kaaba and Makkah and they will always do so. They did at that time, they are doing now and they always will. But for some reason or the other, Palestine, Baytul Maqdis, that holy region, it's going to be one which is forgotten and neglected by the people. Thus Muslims were compelled Despite Kaaba being the original Qibla, Muslims were compelled to leave that for a period of time to face towards Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, Baytul Maqdis for a particular reason. So that we don't forget. And the Quran is the Quran until Qiyamah. So I've not been able to get every single verse. There are many verses which someone better than me who has more time, more understanding, looks at it more deeply and closely will be able to find. But I don't know how much of it we'll be able to go through. I'm just going to quickly go through some of the ayat and the surahs and show you. So you gain that confidence that when you're dealing with this issue, you're dealing with the Quran. You're dealing directly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you hear somebody speaking about this, they're not talking politics. They are talking the Quran. When you hear this particular issue, you understand that this is a heavenly issue on which you are rewarded immensely and this issue will remain pertinent until Qiyamah, rather should I say, 
as we get closer to Qiyamah, this issue becomes more and more important. If you study the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, you will find all of the end of time signs are related to that particular region. And if in this life you have no interest whatsoever with Palestine, let me tell you something. You are going to be forced to go there on the day of Qiyamah. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he was asked regarding Baytul Maqdis, he ﷺ said, Ardul manshari wal mahshar. Ardul manshari wal mahshar. Every single person is going to be gathered and resurrected in that particular region. And this is why towards the end of times, like we are going towards now, all of the major signs will take place in those areas. So let's start. Just look at Surah Al-Fatiha. In Surah Al-Fatiha, at the end of Surah Al-Fatiha, you are saying every single day, غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ And it's particular reference to how the Yahud at that time, they knew the truth, but despite that, they went against it. And regarding the Dalin, it refers to the issue of Isa alayhi salam. Where did that take place? where they thought they crucified Isa alayhi salam, but really they didn't. He was taken up to the heavens. They were led astray. People told them, Inna qatalna al-Masih. The Yahud told them, the, the people, we killed the Masih. Did they kill the Masih? No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took him to the heavens. So Surah Al-Fatiha, we are reminded of this every single day. Then we go into Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah has so many incidents. Again, time doesn't allow to go into detail. But if we just look at Surah Al-Baqarah, we have in Surah Al-Baqarah uh, an example of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Sulaiman alayhi salam. Sulaiman alayhi salam spent his entire life in Baytul Maqdis. وَمَا كَفَرَ سُلَيْمَانَ وَلَكِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ كَفَرُوا We hear about the magic that people speak about, Kabbalah. And people attributed these kind of things to Sulaiman alayhi salam. And they were saying that, oh, he engaged in this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clarifies this and says, Then we have the beginning of Sayaqulu Sufaha. Allah speaks about Al Masjid Al Aqsa, the Qibla. Sayaqulu Sufaha uminan nas. Ma wallahum an qibletihimulati kanu alayha. They were already on a qibla. Why did they change the qibla? Why? We do everything what Allah says, face Baytul Maqdis, they face Baytul Maqdis. Allah said, face the Kaaba, we face the Kaaba. We do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. Then in Surah Al Baqarah, if we go to Verse 259, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is the story of a Prophet Uzair alayhi salam. And at that time, Jerusalem had been totally annihilated. Allah is speaking about the land of Baytul Maqdis and how his noble prophet Uzair alayhi salam came on that land and he prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah showed him a miracle. Allah put him to sleep for a hundred years and then revived him. And most of you are aware of this story. Similarly, in Surah Al-Baqarah, we have the famous verse, the final verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. All the way to the end. When were these verses revealed? What is the story of these verses? In the night of Mi'raj, when the Prophet ﷺ, and this is Rajab, and many scholars believe that Isra and Mi'raj took place in the month of Rajab. Allah knows best. But if it did, this is very pertinent. When the Prophet ﷺ went to the heavens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't only gift him with one gift of salah. He gave him three gifts. 
One gift was the gift of salah. Even initially 50 salah and then reduced to five salah. And the second gift was he was granted these two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. This is a gift of Mi'raj. So again, these verses of the Quran are directly linked to Bayt Al-Maqdis. This is in Surah Al-Baqarah. Let's move to the next Surah. Surah Al-Imran. Subhanallah. There are some Surahs of the Quran. The entirety is dedicated to Palestine. Al-Imran, one of the largest surahs of the Quran. Ali's family. Imran, who was Imran? Imran is one of the imams of Baytul Maqdis. His wife was Hanna. Their daughter is Maryam. And her sister was Isha. Her husband is Zakaria alayhi salam. His son is Yahya alayhi salam. This whole surah is talking about Palestine. In the whole surah you will find. Time doesn't allow us to read all of the verses. But when you open the Quran this Ramadan, and when you're reading Surat Al-Imran, you're talking about the land of Palestine. Allah is mentioning Baytul Maqdis. Allah is speaking about the individuals, the stories that happen in that particular land. Again and again, not once, on multiple occasions, page after page, ayah after ayah. Similarly in Al-Imran, there are many verses that speak about Maryam. Where was Maryam born? She was born in Jerusalem, in Baytul Maqdis, in Palestine. It speaks about how he, she experienced her pregnancy. And she went to a place called Bethlehem. And then she gave birth to Isa alayhi salam, again which happens in Palestine. And then Isa alayhi salam speaking in the cradle, again which happened in Baytul Maqdis, in Palestine. This is all from the Quran to give you and I the confidence that when we are speaking about Palestine, we are speaking about the Qur'an. You can't separate the two. You cannot separate the two. They are both one. Baytul Maqdis, Palestine, Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, this is the Qur'an. Qur'an is speak. These are Qur'anic stories. This is a land mentioned in the Qur'an. We continue. I'm just going through the verses. Kullama dakhala alayha Zakariya al-mihrab. We hear this again and again. When Zakaria entered into the chamber of Maryam, what did he find there? He found she had sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where did this story take place? Again in Palestine, the Quran mentions mihrab on four occasions. All of these mihrabs were inside Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. فَنَادَتْهُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَهُوَ قَائِمٌ يُصَلِّي فِي الْمِحْرَابِ Yahya alayhi salam, Zakaria alayhi salam was making dua. And whilst he's making dua, in old age he wanted a child. Where was he making this dua? Which mihrab is Allah talking about? He's talking about the mihrab of Zakaria in Palestine, in Baytul Maqdis. Why you need to stand up for this cause? Not because of a nationalistic issue, not because it's trendy, because this is an issue of the Quran. This is the issue of your iman. This is the issue of your belief. This is the issue of the sunnah of the Prophet and the prophets that came before him. We continue in Surah An-Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Am Are these people becoming jealous because Allah gave them things from his own grace? فَقَدْ آتَيْنَا آلَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَآتَيْنَاهُمْ مُلْكًا عَظِيمًا Allah says, we gave to the family of Ibrahim. Who is the family of Ibrahim? The family of Ibrahim is referring here to, one is his wife, Sarah, his first wife. Her son, who is that? Ishaq. And then Yaqub, a whole lineage of prophets. And then his other wife, Hajar, and Ismail alayhi salam. So his first family, all of them lived 
including Ibrahim salam, in the land of Baytul Maqdis. This is where they settled. This is where they lived. Rather, both of these prophets, Ismail salam, was born in Baytul Maqdis in Palestine. Ismail salam, was born in Palestine. Ishaq salam, was born in Palestine. Yes, we know that Ismail salam, went and lived in Mecca later on with his mother. However, his birth also took place in Palestine as well. Let's continue. Suratul Ma'idah, Subhanallah. Al Ma'idah. Al Ma'idah. What's Al Ma'idah? Al Ma'idah, the name of the surah, is a table spread. Where did this table spread come down? In Jerusalem, in Masjidul Aqsa, in Palestine. Isa salam, was with his Hawariyin. And they asked him, Anzil alayna ma'idatan min as sama, takunu lana idan li awalina wa akhirina, wa ayatan min. وَرْزُقْنَا وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ Isa salam said, look, when you ask for a miracle like this, it comes with its own challenges. Are you sure you're going to be able to bear the challenges? They say, yes, go for it. And then he made dua. Allahumma anzil alayna ma'idatan min as-sama. This also happened in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, Baytul Maqdis. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, he speaks about Maryam and Isa alayhi salam Kana ya'kulani ta'am. That people are trying to make them either into deities. Allah is saying they used to eat food. A god doesn't eat food. And then you had the other people, some of the Israelites, who were swearing and slandering and cursing Maryam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wa ummuhu siddiqah. The mother of Isa, meaning Maryam alayha salam, was a very truthful, moral, and a chast woman. Never slander this woman. This woman is one of the most noble women who have walked the surface of this earth. Ya Maryamu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have made her one of the greatest women of the entire world and the nation. Thereafter, let's go to Suratul A'raf. In Suratul A'raf, Allah speaks about Lut alayhi salam. Lut alayhi salam, again, where was he living? Initially in Iraq with his uncle Ibrahim alayhi salam. But Quran says that Ibrahim and Lut migrated. Where did they migrate to? وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَلُوطًا إِلَى الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي بَارَكْنَاهَا لِلْعَالَمِينَ That Lut and Ibrahim, both of them migrated to that land in which we have placed immense barakah for the whole of mankind. What land was it? It was again the land of Palestine. I'm mentioning this why Ramadan is coming. Ramadan is a month of the Quran. And we must engage with the Quran. We not just read the Quran, engage according to the circumstances around us. At the moment, the most prevalent issue is the issue of Palestine. Find it. You will see it. Page after page. Surah after surah. Let's move on. Surah Hud, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about وَلَمَّا جَاءَتْ رُسُولُنَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ بِالْبُشْرَى قَالُوا سَلَامًا The miraculous event when Ibrahim alayhi salam was visited by the angels. They came for two reasons. One is to tell him, your wife Sarah, who is so old in age, she's going to have a baby. And the second is we're giving you information that we're about to go to the people of Lut alayhi salam because they carried out the act of sodomy, we're going to destroy them. So this again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Hud. Then we have Surah Yusuf, subhanallah, the whole surah. Yusuf alayhi salam and his father, they lived in Palestine. They are originally Canaanites. They are people of Baytul Maqdis. Yes, later on they went to Egypt. But Surah Yusuf, when we speak about Surah Yusuf, it's discussing Baytul Maqdis. It's speaking about Palestine in its entirety. 
Then we go to the next surah, Surah Ibrahim. Again, subhanallah. Ibrahim alayhi salam, yes, he was born in Iraq. But the end part of his life, he lived in Palestine. He served Allah in Palestine. He worshipped in Palestine. He passed away in Palestine. And today he is buried in Al-Khalil in Palestine. The city is actually named after him, Al-Khalil. Alayhi salam. There is a huge masjid under his name. And sadly, sadly, this is the second most holiest place in Palestine. We've got Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. The second, I would say, the second holiest place in Palestine is that masjid of Ibrahim salam. Sadly, in the early 2000s, I believe, officially, this masjid is now recognized as a Jewish heritage synagogue. No longer recognized as a masjid. This is why this issue is very serious. Because you and I have forgotten our Quranic connection to this land. Our connection to this land is not just political. It's not just a trend. It's not just about the news. It's a Quranic connection. And because we've abandoned this, this is why we are seeing this. And this is exactly the same plan they have for Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. Many of the plans that they had in Al-Ibrahimi Masjid have already been fulfilled in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. So again, let's continue. We then have an example from, then we have Surah Al-Isra. Subhanalladhi asra bi'abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa. Did you know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, every night before he slept, he recited this, this ayah and this surah, in which he made the isra and mi'raj to Baytul Maqdis. Every, the hadith mentions, every night before he would sleep, he would read Surat Bani Israel. Surat Bani Israel is another name for Surat al-Isra. Let's move on to Surah Al-Anbiya. In Surah Al-Anbiya, we have the verse I just said, وَنَجَّيْنَاهُ وَلُوطًا إِلَى الْأَرْضِ الَّتِي بَارَكْنَاهَا لِلْبَارَكْنَا فِيهَا لِلْعَالَمِينَ Surah Al-Nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the verse of Nur. And in the verse of Nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after he mentions that the light of Allah is taken from the zaytun, which is the olive oil, then he goes on to mention, فِي بُيُوتٍ أَذِنَ اللَّهُ أَن تُرْفَعَ Houses in which Allah has instructed that his remembrance should be made. The ulama of the Quran, of tafsir, they mention Allah is speaking here specifically about Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa. The Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa is not a place where Talmudic ritual should be taking place. Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa is a place where the dhikr of Allah should be taking place. We should be hearing Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. We should be hearing what? Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Not the sounds of Talmudic rituals which are taking place now. We should be hearing Allah. This is what Allah is saying. Fuyubufi buyutin. Adina Allahu anturfa'a. Wa yudhkara fi hasmu. Yusabbihu lahu fiha bil huduwi wal asal. Let's continue. Suratun namal. Suratun namal. Namal means ant. Which ant is this? This whole surah again is talking about Palestine. Why? Because a namal is the ant. And it's talking about the ant which spoke when Suleiman alayhi salam with his army, they were coming across the ants. And the ants, one of the queen ants said to the rest of the ants, Ya ayyuhan namla, udukhulu masakinakum, la yahtimannakum Suleiman wa junoodahu wa hum la yashurun. O ants, go into your holes. Suleiman alayhi salam and his army might not notice that you're here, they might crush you. And now we call the whole surah, surah to naml. Where did this story take place? This story took place in Baytul Maqdis, in Palestine. When you're speaking about Palestine, you're speaking about the Qur'an. When you're listening about Palestine, meaning you're listening to the Qur'an. This is Qur'an. 
The Quran emphasizes page after page, surah after surah, surah Luqman. After this, we have surah Luqman. Luqman al-Hakim, the wise, where did he live? Ask the scholars of Tafsir, they will tell you. Luqman the wise lived in Palestine. And the advices he gave to his son were done in Palestine. And Luqman al-Hakim is buried in Palestine. So again, another surah dedicated to him. Like I said, we don't have time to go into all of the verses. Uh, surah Saba. وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا يَا جِبَالُ أَوِّبِي مَعَهُ وَالطَّيْرِ وَأَلَنَّا لَهُ الْحَدِيدِ أَنِعْمَلْ سَابِغَاتٍ وَقَدِّرْ فِي السَّرْدِ وَعْمَلُوا صَالِحًا إِنِّي بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ That itself requires a whole speech. But very briefly, Allah is talking about the mountains of Baytul Maqdis. Jabal al-Zaytun and all of... Allah is referring to the iron of Baytul Maqdis. Allah is speaking to the iron of Baytul Maqdis. Allah is speaking about the employment of Baytul Maqdis. Every aspect. Wali Sulaiman al-Riha. Allah speaks about the wind of Baytul Maqdis. The wind. Wali Sulaiman. The wind of Palestine is blessed. Allah mentions it in the Quran. The ant of Palestine. The donkey of Palestine. The river. In Allah mubtalikum binahar. The river of Palestine. The leaves of Palestine. You, you name it. Allah has mentioned it in the Quran. This is Baytul Maqdis in the Quran. And I'm only picking some of the verses. Surah Saad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses Dawood alayhi salam. Ya Dawood, inna ja'alnaaka khalifatan fil ard. Fahkum bayna al-nas. Wala fahkum bayna al-nas bil-haq. Wala tattabi'i al-hawa. Fayudhillaka an sabirillah. The verses go on. Speaking to Dawood alayhi salam. Wawahabna li Dawood sulayman. Ni'ma al-abd. Innahu awwab. The stories and the incidents you hear in the Quran of both Dawood and Sulayman alayhi salam. All related to Palestine. Why? They were born, they were bred, and passed away in Baytul Maqdis. Dawood alayhi salam and Sulaiman alayhi salam as well. Coming towards the end, we find Surah Al-Najm. Surah Al-Najm. Wal-Najmi idha hawa. Ma dalla sahibukum wa ma hawa. Wa ma yand. You will hear these verses a lot in this month. Why? Because they speak about the mi'raj and the ascension of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I end by mentioning in Surah Juz'a, in Juz'amma, we have Surah Al-Teen. Allah takes a qasam by Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa or by Jerusalem or by Palestine when Allah says, Wattini zaytun." Allah is swearing and taking qasam that I take an oath by this particular land. This was just a quick glance. Just prior to Juma, I went through the Quran and tried to see which verses speak about this particular region. And it took me a long time. And I didn't even go through all of the verses. I mean, I've not compiled all of the verses. So just imagine, when you are engaging in this issue, the reason we need to hear this is, yes, it's been more than a hundred days. It can get exhausting. It can get tiring. Someone could say, talk about something else. Do something else. This is the most pressing issue now. And we need more momentum now than ever before. If anything drives you, it should be the Qur'an that drives you. Because the Qur'an is not going to change. The ICJ will change its ruling today and change its ruling tomorrow. Don't rely on that. We rely on the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is everyone going to continue inshaAllah? So if there is a march, present yourself. If there are events taking, you, taking place, present yourself. It is an opportunity to donate and support and aid your brothers and sisters in Palestine. Then present yourself. Do whatever you can to help the cause. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. Just a couple of announcements. First of all, inshallah, tomorrow, 
Islamic relief will be here and they'll be collecting any unwanted clothes. This will be between the times of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Please make sure if you have anything, you drop it here at the masjid between 10 and 2, inshallah, only. Not before, not after. 10 and 2. Secondly, we have some food packs uh, which are, are available to be donated, to be given away to anybody that is in need. If you yourself are in need of any type of food items, or you know any neighbors, any friends, any colleagues, Muslim or non, it doesn't matter even if they are non-Muslim, they are in need of food. We have about 300 of them. So tomorrow, inshallah, 1 o'clock. From 1 o'clock, inshallah, they will be available here for distribution, free distribution. We're not asking for food, we're giving food. So these are food packs, inshallah, for anyone that is in need and is struggling to get by. You yourself, it could be anyone you know, neighbors, colleagues, friends, please um, share the message, inshallah. Uh, in regards to Ramadan, Ramadan is around the corner. As you know, Masjid al-Falah have always made an effort to provide iftar for anyone regardless of who you are. Brothers, sisters are always welcome to make iftar at the masjid. And these provisions are made and it's a great time to be able to socialize with the community and bring everybody together. However, this comes at a cost. And each night feeding so many people, uh, it comes at around 500 pounds. So we're giving you people, the community, an opportunity to be part of this. You know the reward of making iftar and feeding a fasting person. Some people have already started showing interest and have seen the responsible brothers. This is us giving you an opportunity to be part of this as well. So anybody who wants to take part in, you can say, I, wanna, I want this particular night and this is how much I want to give. You could come together as a family and do it. You could come as individuals. You and your business partner could think, let's do one night, let's do two nights, let's do three nights. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq.